What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo, the podcast that you know. Hey, welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast. The Kings' three-game road trip is in the books, and it ends with back-to-back losses to one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NBA tonight, the Boston Celtics. The Beam team went to Bean Town, huh. and it all fell apart. And it fell apart quick late in the third quarter. Celtics beat the Kings 122-104. to I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan recording this a little later than normal. Usually we're on like an hour after the game. It's been a couple hours now because we were hosting Kings Live pre and post game on the TV side. And the studios are in downtown San Francisco. Hey. So we drove home back at the studios for this podcast. Morgan, how are you doing tonight? Um, I'm still great. You're still great. Yeah, I still feel a little yeah. bloated from uh, the Thanksgiving dinner, but, you know, I'm still great. Do you really feel bloated? No, honestly, like, I could barely zip up my skirt, and I was like, God damn it, really? I, I think for me, I this is probably the least, I, I don't know, I just didn't feel like I had enough. Same, well, I didn't feel like I did, yeah. but maybe like just all the sodium or something, I couldn't zip up my skirt, and I rent my clothing, so I don't really have many choices so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but hey oh and about the game yeah i feel okay you feel okay you know i walk away from tonight's game this is probably the most disappointed i've been in a performance tonight uh, in the, this in the season. season yeah i mean the detroit game was pretty disappointing but they found a way to win and it's not again that they lost this game Mm-mm. the boston celtics are keyed in we talked about it on the pregame show I was looking at the fact, you know, Horford left for a minute. But Marcus Smart, Tatum, Brown, Horford, that group, they played together five seasons now. They know each other so well in all facets of the game. They know everything about each other, where they want the spots. How to get each other going. The intricacies of the game where in Sacramento you got a lot of talented guys with high IQ still learning each other. So fresh. And so you just see that play. It's a team that went to the finals last year. And, oh, Jason Tatum is, in my opinion, the front runner for MVP right now. Fair. But I think why I'm disappointed is just because I they came out tonight sloppy as S. And they finished sloppy in Atlanta, mm-hmm. right? Like, they were missing shots and maybe mental fatigues, so, you know, back to back in Atlanta. I get it. Second, I have a back to back mental miscues. They had eight turnovers in the fourth quarter, but you get a day off. You're in Boston. First quarter, they got 10 turnovers. 
And I felt like a lot of them were just not crisp passes lazy. whatsoever. Yeah. And and when I say lazy, lazy passes, right? They weren't like being lazy out there. It wasn't the effort that was being put into the pass. You just had to make more crisp passes against a better team. Not even a better defensive team, but a longer team, a good team, a team that's played together. And so those passes were super annoying. Um, obviously, shots still weren't falling. It was their lowest scoring first quarter this season with only 22 points for the Kings. But it wasn't even about that for me. It's exactly what you said. It was the turnovers. It was the attention yeah. to detail and getting in that hole early again. And that's what was frustrating. I mean, you talk about trying to get it over the defense. There was one play where Herter had Sabonis wide open, a little pick and roll action. It was beautiful. He overshot the pass mm -hmm. and it went out of bounds. And it just felt like there was a ton of those. There were 10 in the first quarter alone. And all of a sudden you dig yourself a hole. You're down 16 points. And that's just so hard to get back in the game on in a place in Boston where they have one home loss the entire season. It's a team that's obviously pretty locked in winners now of 11 of their last 12 games. Mm -hmm. They're rolling right now. And so I felt like that hurt them so much early in this game. And the other thing with the offense is it does people. I don't think remember this enough. When you have those live ball turnovers, when you have those miscues, you put your defense in a bad spot. On a pregame show today, we we're talking about some of the good defensive moments they had in the second half against Atlanta. And there yeah. is a few really great moments where you're starting to see signs. The team defense, yeah. togetherness, yep. I mean, coming into tonight on the season, they were 25th in defensive rating. Last 10 games before tonight, they went to 21. The last five games before tonight, they were up to 18th in the NBA. So not great by any means, but the one way you can hurt your defense is by having those type of turnovers. And that hurt him so much tonight, Morgan. Well, it hurt him too, because the Celtics did a much better job, especially as of late, um, capitalizing on those turnovers and hitting transition threes and just making them pay for being sloppy. And there was times in this game too, that the Sacramento Kings had those moments where, it was a, sing a swing play in their favor, but then still couldn't keep things consistently going in their way. On the bright side, after that first quarter where they were down 36-22, ended up getting down by as many as 16 points, the response was there. And I, I didn't know when this was going to happen again, but this is what we always talk about with guys in the rotation. You never know when you're going to get called again. And tonight, it was Casey Akpala. Love it. Started the first three games for Sacramento, then plays like six minutes in any... That's what his average is, six minutes a night when he even played, which mm -hmm. he wasn't playing unless he came in at the end of a quarter for 12 seconds to defend something. They put him in tonight. The guy stayed ready. He ends up giving them some big-time minutes off the bench, placed nearly 21 minutes in this game, and he was active. He made life a little more challenging. Tatum had some shots on him because Tatum's a great player, but he made some plays out there, and I felt like that second unit all of a sudden got them back in the game. Davion was doing some things. Malik Monk was doing some things early. They were able to cut that lead big time, and KZ played some big-time minutes. KZ did a fantastic job, especially when he had to guard Jason Tatum, a guy that is not only an incredible scorer, but can also find 
teammates as well, be that playmaker out there. And for KZ to lock him down at times or take away his vision as much as he could was exactly what this team needed when they were getting killed. And it wasn't even the Celtics killing them at first. It was them doing it to themselves. So that's why it was great to see the energy and that spark come off the bench. And that's hard sometimes to stay engaged, especially if you're a guy like Hazy who did start the first three games of the season, then you're out of the rotation not playing. Yep. Mike Brown's giving you these random-ass minutes at the end of quarters. Credit to him for staying engaged and then coming out and trying to have an impact. He impacted the game with that type of energy. I thought Davion did some nice things. And they all of a sudden, they, it started looking like the Kings again. It was like, hey, they're getting some stops. There's yeah. some decent defense being played out there. Then they were knocking down some shots, right? 40 points in that second quarter. They go to halftime. They're down two. And you're like, mm. well, that was a great reset. It like, the was. terrible first quarter, and you got back in the game by halftime. It was uh-huh. great. Yeah, I felt that. I felt very encouraged. I was like, okay, this team knows how to rally back. And it wasn't like, oh, the Celtics are just screwing this one up for themselves. It was the Kings and their energy and their spark and their bench, their depth that was getting them back in this one, right? Again, shots not falling for so many guys that you're – seen shoot so well on a consistent basis night to night but it wasn't about them it was about the way that they were playing basketball to get themselves into this one playing aggressive too yep. they got the celtics into some foul trouble mm. brown oh, picked up yeah. his third foul in the second quarter you know smart was frustrated going into the second half and then coming out in the third quarter it was like they're getting some stops the first few possessions <sighs> right and then and then it's like wait wait the kings have the lead the third quarter was fun for a while. I felt like... For a while. Well, you had Smart picking up his, the flagrant foul on Fox when he contested the three and land, it came in Fox's landing zone. Fox goes to the line, hits all three free throws, and then the Kings end up getting their largest lead of the game, 82-76. They then were up 89-84. <laughs> and that's when things happen? Yeah, I actually messed that up. Okay. That, that's when Boston went okay. back up. But they were up 82-76, but then Boston goes on this unbelievable run. The final three, three and a half minutes of the third quarter when you need to close and get some momentum going the fourth, they absolutely fell apart. Dude, like, what happened? In uh, what was crazy, too, is that Mike Brown wanted to see them play through it. They couldn't do it, so he calls timeouts, right? <sighs> then they weren't responding out of these timeouts. Like, things just got worse and worse. And I didn't even know what to do in that moment. I felt pure frustration so i can only imagine what it feels like playing in this game and having that just just feeling dominated in those final few minutes of that quarter it was absolutely atrocious basketball by the sacramento kings in the way that they were playing but the celtics also did a fantastic job capitalizing on that so it ended up being 84 79 at the 312 mark of the third quarter kings are up the Kings scored 20 points the rest of the ballgame. After the 312 mark of the third quarter, they scored 20 points the rest of the way. And I, I think some of the stuff, like Boston, I mean, they've been a good defensive team. They're not as good as they were last year, especially without Robert Williams, who's anticipated he may come back around Christmas. But 
they still have guys who know how to play defense, right? Yeah. Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year. Brown's a good defender. Tatum, they rotate well, play some good team defense. Tatum Brown, yeah. But man, the Kings just settled. They settled. Like, Mike Brown wants paint touches. And what mm-hmm. do we see when the Kings' offense is in a roll? They're getting paint touches. I don't care that they miss shots, but what I don't like is when guys just get the ball on the perimeter and they go, oh, I'm just going to launch a shot. And I got to be honest, the guy who is probably the biggest culprit of this tonight was De'Aaron Fox. He settled way too much from outside. Well, Celtics didn't take them out of their game there either. You're exactly right. It was the Kings that started just to play a different way and didn't be aggressive and be assertive and go to the rim with authority. It was like, all right, we're going to settle for this outside or we're going to settle for this midi or I'm not even going to have confidence going up for this floater. And it was super frustrating seeing at times, but you talked about the paint touches. That's exactly what Mike Brown was saying even after the game, talking about, yeah, we were getting the paint touches when things were flowing and things were good in our offense and we had some sort of pace out there. But then when things weren't going well, it was no paint touches. And the flow, the pace of this squad was just non-existent. And then when they went to the post with Sabonis, I'm like, there's no movement whatsoever. Like, Sabonis is just going to go one-on-one. None of the guys around are doing anything off ball. What is happening? And so, and, you know, at, at some point you want, and I hope this is a big lesson for them tonight, is like, yeah, you can have a three-minute stretch where maybe things aren't going right. Maybe. But for a team like Sacramento, this is not all all rookies playing right now. Yeah. It's not just a super young team. Like You have guys who've been in the NBA for a minute. That's where you guys need to like figure it out, come together, and go, we need to do this. Sabonis, so speak up. Fox, whoever it is, you have to be vocal and change it. And And then if you play your game, you live with the results. Yeah. And I think we saw at times too, Sabonis bring guys together and try and talk through it. And that's what I liked. It didn't seem like anyone was sulking even in the really bad times when I was sulking while watching this basketball game and I felt depressed at times. And then I had to remind myself and have a different type of perspective. And the perspective was, okay, you're playing one of the best teams in the NBA, you're playing an MVP yeah. candidate as of right now. And on top of all of that, you're still battling and staying in this one at first until they started obviously yeah. uh, really taking that lead. And that's why that that's why it was so disappointing from that 312 mark or whatever it was on where you only score 40 points the rest of the way. In the second half, Morgan, Sacramento was outscored 58 to 42. They shot 13 of 42 for 31%. Five of 18 from three. They had six turnovers that turned into 13 points. On the night, Sacramento had 18 turnovers that turned into 27 points. And now we're talking about three straight games where they had 20 in Memphis, Mm -hmm. 20 turnovers, found a way to win. Uh, Atlanta, 19 turnovers. You lost that game. And then tonight, when you're that close to the 20 mark, then you better be hitting all your shots. Yeah, And the Kings... We're turning the ball over, not playing their game. And then when you finish on the night, nine of 36 from three, Keegan did not make, oh, he made a three late in the game. That he, they kept him in. He was one of six. Kevin Herter, who's been lights out, was 0 for six. Uh, Sabonis, 0 for two. Malik Monk, one of six. Those numbers are going to crush you. Fox, three of nine. Yeah, I, I, think, I think this loss for me was really 
it, it was most frustrating not because the shots weren't falling. It wasn't frustrating because Celtics went on a really, really big run where the Kings just couldn't stop them. It was the hole that they dug themselves in the beginning of the game and then how they started losing it in that third quarter that was the most frustrating. Yeah, and that's it's not about losing to a good team. It's about how you lose, and they did not play the right way. Flat out, they didn't play the right way for the majority of the game. And if you're going to be a good team, if you're going to try to be competitive in this Western Conference that you can tell is just insanely competitive right now, mm-hmm. then you... You have to play the right way, especially against these elite teams. You can't have mistakes like they did tonight. And that's that's why that's why I was frustrated with with how this road trip ended. You know, the Atlanta game, I I it's like that one was irritating from the standpoint that it's like Atlanta tried to give it to him. I felt like the Kings were like out of gas. This game, it was like what what went wrong? What you were up, you were feeling it. I felt like there was a momentum shift in the game with some of the calls. Totally. Tatum was frustrated. I mean, we saw some technicals. Brent tonight. Williams. Hey, let's give it up. Mike Brown got technical. Dude. First one of the was, season. It was great to see. And it was on a terrible call. Fox gets tripped. That was no it. call. So Brown gets teed up. Then Fox got, uh, got a technical as well. His second of the year. We saw Grant Williams get a technical. Mm-hmm. Who else got a technical tonight? Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown got one. So um, four technicals in the game. And then, you know, Tatum was irritated, and then I felt like he got going after that. I was like, oh, Jason Tatum is awake, and he is ready to go. Let's see his second-half numbers. Tatum in the second half, 14 points, 4-4 four four shooting, 2-2 two of two from 3, 4-4 four four from the line. He had six rebounds, three assists in the second half. When he's locked in, it is so frightening. It's so scary. He is such a good player, and I can't even sit here and tell you this is how you stop him. This is how you break down his game and throw a double at him. Take away it doesn't matter if you take away his vision. He will shoot muscle memory like his yeah. length will still create this beautiful shot. I mean his ability to get to his spots but to also find his teammates just an incredible basketball player. Kings held to 104 points. I feel like this road trip, the offense has had some really tough moments. The end of the Memphis game, right? Yeah. Atlanta. And then tonight, only mustering 104 points, shot 41%. We mentioned 25% from three. Boston on the other end, shooting nearly 50%. They knocked down 16 threes. They've been, they made the most threes in the NBA this year. Tatum had 30, Brown had 25. That's literally what those two average. I knew they were going to get theirs. I'm not even mad how they play defense tonight against those two guys because they're just great players, and that's what they do. Those are their averages. I think this was more about how Sacramento did not execute their their game plan at the end of a road trip, and they got to get their stuff together fast. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I I, I like that we don't have to question... their effort and everything that we've seen in their seven game winning streak is a fluke or anything like that. It's, it's how are they going to respond? How are they going to learn from another loss in a different type of loss like this? And I think when you look at their shooting, you can also talk about, okay, are they tired at the end of a road trip? Is it their shot selection? And I would go more toward, yes, it's trying to take the first shot and not the best shot and not working your way 
into the paint and then moving the ball around to get that wide open three. And even if you're going to miss that, great. But there's a different type of momentum, a different type of energy when everyone's touching the basketball. But also guys weren't moving without the basketball. There's not a lot of willing cutters tonight. Um, Kevin Herter still does a fantastic job moving. But that was the other part. It was difficult getting the ball to those open cutters because there are so many long guys on the Celtics. And when you can't get it to them like that, you got to find a new way to gain position. Maybe it's not a backdoor cut. Maybe it's not just slicing through the middle. Maybe it's finding a way to get here and then putting your body on them and really gaining that front position. If you're here in the chat, the biggest thing you could do, Hit the thumbs up button. Shout out to people joining us hours after the game. Hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed. We're trying to close in on that 10,000 sub mark. It would help us grow so, so much. Also, we should let people know oh, that yeah. since it's like uh, technically Black Friday, but, you know, it's it's a holiday season. We're like, you know what? Let's do a little discount today over at DeuceMo.com. You click on uh, merch, use promo code PURPLE at checkout. You'll get 20% off your order. That's PURPLE at checkout, 20% off your order. We'll have that through the weekend. We've got hoodies. We got stickers. We got the new logo stuff. We got Tower Records versions of our <laughs> logo. Um, night chat shirts, hoodies. We got it all. DeuceMo.com. Click on merch. Use promo code PURPLE. You'll get 20% off our merch through the weekend. Yes, through the weekend. It ends Monday. And again, a lot of people hitting us up going, hey, this is what I'm getting people for Christmas presents. I'm like, oh, it's a good move. Yeah. Also, shout out to Kessie. He resubscribed. 19 months for him. One of the OGs from Australia. Also, uh, in bliss says, dude, you sound so much like Charlotte Flair. It's crazy. You do or me? I do? Yeah, I sound like Charlotte Flair, Morgan. Why would... Do I really sound I mean, like... I could, I could hear I don't it. feel like her voice is... I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't I'd see it. I'd have to it. hear a comp. I'd have to hear it back to back. Um, also, I want to uh, get some people in the chat who are discussing Keegan Murray. I feel like he's been a popular topic tonight. Keegan Murray was one of eight. He was one of six from three. He had three points. He had 10 rebounds in 22 minutes of action. And Keegan has been in a funk, as we have talked about, for a minute now. And he got off to a really nice start to his rookie season. In the last three games on this road trip, he was two of 21 shooting. That's bad. And I know some people, I've seen some people suggest, send him to Stockton. I've seen others say, have him come off the bench. Definitely monitor the situation with Keegan, but I'm going to tell you that tonight, I felt like his energy was completely different than it has been. I felt like he came out and he played hard. He was doing the right thing. The fact that he had 10 rebounds, I was encouraged by that tonight. But in addition to that, I I can't tell you during this three-game stretch... How many of his shots, and I might go back and look at this tomorrow, mm-hmm. look at every one of his shots. How many of those shots rattled in and out? Sure. It's been tough. But last game, I felt like he was not playing with confidence. I don't feel like he was attacking strong. I felt like he was confident tonight. And the other thing I like is that Mike Brown kept him in this game. Mike Brown kept him in this game late, and he saw three go down. My one thing I want to add before you jump in, Morgan, Okay. I think there's so much of uh, them trying to get him going from three. Get him an easy look around the basket to start a game. Get him to the foul line. 
have them just see the ball go in. I've got I'm not things. concerned about it. And I know there's, it's just, to me, this is a long season. You can't get too high or too low with guys, especially rookies. Like he's going to go through a funk and yep. he's going through a major funk that he probably has never felt in his life before. I've also seen Harrison Barnes go through a major funk. Yes. Keegan can get out of this. Yes. I, I agree with that last statement. Keegan can get out of this. I also agree with how he came out to start this game strong, aggressive, yes. way more confident than we've seen. And I loved it. Then there's those moments that chip away, whether it's at his confidence and he didn't really show it, but obviously you felt like he was consistent with his confidence throughout this one. I don't necessarily agree because I felt like there was those shots that rattled in and out in the beginning, the way that he'd go to the basket seemed a lot more stronger. And then after getting blocked a few times or shots weren't falling, I noticed like the confidence in his body on his shots. Like it was the something that I had said about De'Aaron Fox last season when he was shooting from beyond the arc. It was he wasn't shooting in one full motion. And that's going all the way to the fingertips and the way that you're just following through. And I felt that a little bit with him, especially later on with some of the shots. And then the way that he was going to the basket, it was softer again later on in this game. And I know you say, Stop trying to set him up from three, like get him some of those easy bunnies, but he's got to do a better job. He has to do a better job of still trying to attack and go through, guy, through guys. Try being physical and get the offensive charge, right? Like get that type of call on you. Go through somebody, stay physical, stay intense because I'm feeling like he's trying to do a little bit of a hook shot or a little bit of a soft shot. And it's like, that's just not going to fly right now yeah. in the NBA. And guys can feel that and they're going to hunt you out and have even more confidence when they go up against you. Yeah, and I just, in my opinion, I look at something like tonight and I go, okay, so you have him come off the bench. Let's just play this out. Some I don't people, I don't want that. No, but, yeah. but some people are saying Yeah, that. yeah. Is that's going to make his shot rattle in instead of out? Right. I agree. No, it's not. Like, he didn't look lost to me tonight. And that's a big thing. There have been a couple games where, like, hey, are you, yeah. you locked in? Yeah. Like, it's all, it's all good. Much tonight, more locked in. I felt like he was locked in tonight. And, like, you're going to have games where you miss shots. Kevin Herter is a 50% three-point shooter this year. You know those numbers are going to drop. He went 0 for 6 from 3 tonight. It's kind of crazy for Kevin Herter to go 0 for 6 from 3 in a game. That's just weird. Um, I, I'm not there with Keegan yet. I feel like if he looked like his confidence was completely shook tonight and he looked like he was wearing it a ton and he wasn't engaged, that's when you think of something more drastic like that. No, you, you work with him and you trust and he's got to trust his work and the coaches have to empower him and, and keep him motivated and ready to go and confident. Yeah. Harrison Barnes this season, when he started terribly in the preseason and to start the regular season. Mm -hmm. People are saying, oh, don't play him or he, he needs to go or he could come off the bench, whatever. Well, Harrison has seemingly figured it out. He ends up, you know, not finishing strong today. No one did. He had 12 points, but I felt like early on he was being aggressive, Tacking the hunting basket. Derek White yes. a little bit, and he was getting the mismatches. I like seeing that. The difference is Harrison Barnes is a veteran in the league. He's been through struggles in the NBA. Uh -huh. Keegan Murray. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions 
with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year. Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances together because we run a small business together. There's all these different papers. There's all these different forms. What do you do? You listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Yeah, because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business. How about for some time off after an NBA season even? That sounds amazing. So you know what you need to do? Listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. He hasn't done that yet. So Keegan's got to fight through it. He's got to see some shots to fall, but I believe they're going to fall. I just, I, I've seen enough of him to, to believe that it's going to turn around for him. He's in a major funk, but I'm not overreacting. I'm with Keegan you there. Murray. I've seen enough of him play solid games now. Also the lineup, just real fast, the starting lineup with him in it is really good. They've had a Correct. lot of success. And it would, yeah, and it benefits him and his game and his confidence as well. But I think a lot of the good that we have seen, yes, came from Summer League and then preseason because that is when things were just going really well for him. Um, some could say, well, it's because of the type of talent he was going up against or whatever. But no, there is more to that if you just believe your eyes and uh, the eye test if you want to go in that direction of, what he was capable of doing and just looking so NBA ready that I go, it's not like this to me is not his identity. And this to me is something that any player can truly get out of, especially with an empowering coaching staff around like they have, and especially with a much better culture and roster around this rookie. Yeah, he's really, this month, I'm looking at the month of November. Keegan Murray is averaging seven points a game, 34, 34% shooting, 27% from three mm. in the month of November. Yeah, And that was after starting the season 19, 16, <laughs> 18, 22. I mean, there's a lot that's happened since then. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we always go back to that Charlotte game where his grandma, who was at the game, had a stroke at the game. And then he had the back thing. So there's been some bumps along the way. He started the season with COVID. Like, there's been some bumps. But now it's like, okay, how do we get him back to the Keegan you saw in the preseason, that you saw, saw at the start of the regular season? Like, that wasn't like a fake Keegan Murray. Mm -mm. He can play basketball. He can knock down shots. It's, it's about getting him through it. And rookies are going to go through funks, you know? And it's, it's just that, that type of stuff shows up more when you're losing. It totally we, does. We weren't talking about this a month during the no. seven-game win streak, but when you lose, you're looking at it going, uh, and the reality is you can't, you have to get him out of it soon because you can't have nights where your starter who's playing 25, 30 minutes a night is giving you three points. Yeah. It yeah. just, especially when you, you count on his offense. Absolutely. And he'll figure it out, but... It's funny because I've said that the last few games 
And I think it's just because I want it to yeah. happen so bad in that I believe in his ability to play basketball, but I also believe in his mental ability, right? Just from what we've seen and what we've heard about him, just being this really competitive, young, mature guy, it will happen. I'm just going to stop guessing that every single yeah. game it's going to happen. Morgan, looking at De'Aaron Fox's game, he finishes with six, a 6 of 17, 20 points, 3 of 9 from 3. Got off to a nice start. I just felt like, and I'm looking at his second half numbers, he's 1 of 8 in the second half, 6 points, 1 of 4 shooting from 3. I feel like the threes I didn't love tonight. I feel like he That's did fine. settle a lot. Where it wasn't coming off ball movement. It wasn't transition. It was, I mean, it kind of looked like something like Dame would do. Right? Like, hey, I'm just going to kind of dance with you for a second, launch a three. It just seemed kind of uncharacteristic from him. Yeah. Right? Based on how he's played this year. What, why do you think he was settling from three in that fashion compared to maybe how he normally shoots threes and uh, attacks. I, I don't want to, I don't want to blame it on fatigue because I, I didn't really necessarily see that was the case, but maybe it was more of a mental fatigue yeah. last game of a road trip. Three and games and four nights. The first time they've done that this year. Sure. And it's not an excuse or anything. It's more just, I'm, analyzing what I think it could possibly be. And I think when that happens at times, you go for what's easier. And what was easier was trying just to create off the dribble rather than cutting off guys. It's very deflating when you're moving without the basketball and you can't get it to anyone or anyone can't get it to you, right? It's just like, shit, like I'm moving for no reason at this point, but with this Celtics team, you just had to try it differently. And the Celtics did a good job of really changing up the Kings offense. Um, that's what I was hoping that the Kings defense would do to the Celtics offense tonight. But Celtics defense did a much better job of that. And I think for De'Aaron, it was a lot of pressure on him to keep that energy alive and keep things going and try to be that hero in some ways, but instead being that hero is playing the identity of that team basketball that we've seen so far this season. If you're looking at it from a bright side, uh, the Kings are 10 and eight, okay. still two games above 500 after a one and two road trip. Uh, in addition to that, you look at the fact that this is only the second time this season they have lost by more than 10 points. The last time it happened was the home loss to the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay. They've been in games. They've been pretty competitive for the most part. Tonight was not a great example. And I think they, they've been in games because they played the right way for the most part, or they've taken on teams that they could take advantage of, like the Pistons, this young team that yeah. didn't close well. The Spurs, you know, they've had been able to escape it. Tonight, the, the three-point shooting in the last couple of games, the shooting's been bad. And then you may compound that with mistakes. It's trouble, but... You, the perspective is <laughs> 10 and 8, second double-digit loss of the season. And a, and a double-digit loss against one of the best teams in the NBA. And I'll take that right now. I, I'm not acting like, like I'm happy about it because I'm not with how they lost again. But I'll take that right now in this season. How they respond is oh so very important to me. Um it's not even about it being a win or a loss. 
next game, I think so many people go, well, if it's a win, it's a failure. Or if it's a loss, it's a failure. And not so much. It's how they're going to play that game all four quarters is really important to me. And that goes for everyone, whether you're a starter or coming off the bench. Well, the Kings come home for a few games. I did put a poll question before we get to that that I wanted to get to, Morgan, in the chat. Uh, how do you feel after the one and two road trip? Uh-huh. The options, all good, still 10 and eight. You got to learn quick. Uh, next option, some concern. Oh. And then worried big time. Out of the people who have voted tonight, 57% say it's all good, still 10 and eight, learn quick. 34% say some concern okay. and 9% say worried big time. Where do you fall in that category? I'm just, you know what? I'm really not concerned, but I'll put some? my, I'll put, no, I'll put myself in between the some concern and the all so, good. So uh, just to be clear, I just want you to be clear, just so you know, there's actually no in between option between some concern and all good. Then still. I'm closer to the all good. So you're, cl- okay, so you're not picking one. I'll pick the all good because I have to pick one of these choices. I'll pick all good. And um, I'm I'm picking the all good because I believe, again, in the ability of this coaching (laughs) staff and what we've seen in such little time of their growth, the the way that they've changed this team's identity just to start this season. I I believe in that. And I believe that that can go a long way. Uh, In the chat, Gavano says, I'm concerned and offended. <laughs> <laughs> Steven says, Deuce hates uh, shirts with collars. Yeah, I want the no-collar look on TV tonight. Yeah. And, you know, I got a lot of love for it. There's a couple people who don't understand fashion who are like, oh. I don't get it. That shirt's hideous. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, so we're going to play a game. You take a picture in your best outfit and let's compare. And then we're going to laugh at you. Wow. No, that's just that's, the reality. No, that's mean. That's mean. Morgan, you think that's a joke? No, you, but you know what I don't like? I don't like that anyone even even criticizes Morgan. Your, your outfits because I just like, <laughs> I think about it like as a woman in the amount of times like people would criticize my outfits. You shouldn't have to deal with it either. You shouldn't. Okay, a couple of things. I talk a lot of smack so people feel like they can go at me a little bit and I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, I also want to get to who, where was that comment in the chat? Um where are we at? It was something about the redeem beam. Where was it? Who was the original person of this? Oh, man, I can't find it. But it, uh, the chat popped with it. I think Christine even said something about it, about it's time for the redeem beam. Oh, let's I, go. I love people are saying, I missed the beam. I know yeah. it's you guys. It's cool to experience the joy of the winning that we have been experiencing. And I just, I hope you keep the perspective of like, this is the NBA. This is how it's go. Don't be triggered by losses just because they've been, um, so what's the word deflating and awful and depressing over the last couple of years. It's how you bounce back, right? Like it's, Morgan, even we were so excited during that seven-game streak because it was just fun. We're like, man, the Kings haven't lost in two weeks. This is amazing. But what do we say? Enjoy the journey. You're yeah. gonna get. There's gonna be bumps in the road. All right. There are teams around the league that have had losing skits, and it's about how you get out of it. I'm curious to see how the Kings respond when they get home. Uh, the next home game, they get a couple of days off. They're gonna need it. Flying back across the country after this loss, they are back home on Monday night to take on the Phoenix Suns, who were in action. 
and beat the Red Hot Pistons, who had won back-to-back games. They did. They won at Denver, I know. at I know, Utah. They were in Phoenix tonight. Phoenix held on to win 108-102. Still no Chris Paul, but of course you got Aiden, you got Booker, you've got Vets, Bridges. It's a fun team, but it's also a beatable team. They are now 12-6 and six on the season. And then after that on the homestand, you get the matchup on Wednesday night. Oh. Tyrese Halliburton returns to Sacramento. Pacers King, Sabonis against his former team. Then you go on the road for the Clippers and then home for the Bulls before hitting the road yet again. Here's a question for Morgan and here's a question for the chat at I'm this scared. hour. I'm scared. Here's the question of the hour. Uh-huh. You have to win one game. Would you rather the Kings win Monday night and the skid? Okay. Or win Wednesday night? Wednesday. Fast answer. Wednesday. You know why. <laughs> you know why. Of course that's what I want. I it's you know what I hate is when I really want them to win. I know. Because that know. feeling for me, it it dictates my entire mood, um, how I go about my day. Like, I feel nervous. Like, I'm actually about to play the game. I felt that way today. I wanted this win so bad. I was excited. And I didn't... I was being realistic about it, about going up yeah. against the Celtics. And that's why, like, when I look at the Suns and the Pacers, Pacers... They're a scary good team. Yes. And I that's I yes. just don't want that to happen. And by the way, the Pacers were in action tonight. They were taking on the Nets. They beat them. They bounced back after losing their last game. The Pacers put up 128 points on the Nets, beat them 128 to 117. Durant, Simmons, and Irving did play in that game. Durant had 36. Simmons, he's been on a nice little tear here. He had 20 and 6 on 8 of 8 shooting. Kyrie... 8 of 17, he had 20 points. But for the Pacers, Tyrese Halliburton having an all-star caliber year coming off the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Yeah. Fox won it in the West. He had 21 points, 15 assists, 6 rebounds, 4 steals, 7 of 15 shooting. 1 of 6 from 3. What a <laughs> loser. Um, no, Miles Turner's back, and he's been playing well. Yeah. And then their rookie. You know how much I love Matherin before since, the draft. Since the day that we started studying his game. Ben, yes. Benedict Matherin is a dog. And that's He's why a dog. I but so many people didn't know that his offense was going to translate like this. And it's like. Well, if they would have listened to me. If they would have listened to me. They would have listened to me. They would have heard me and say it, this. It wouldn't even have mattered. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Buddy Heald had 26 tonight. Buddy Heald's a great example, too, of a player that. If he has a coach that's like, hey, this is what you're doing, and go do it, and if you don't, you don't play. Dave Yeager, Rick, Rick Carlisle. Carlisle. In between, Walton Gentry. Mm -hmm. it, it makes a difference. It makes Pay a difference. me, and I'm not going to do anything that I'm told. <laughs> anyway, most people thought the Pacers were going to go in tank mode, try to get Victor Wembanyama. Well, right now, at least at this point through the season, they are performing above people's expectations. Halliburton's been good. I'm with you, Morgan. If I have to choose between winning Monday and winning Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, just from my own psyche, that, yeah. that place is going to be crazy on Wednesday night. Tyrese is going to be emotional. Mm. Fans are going to be emotional. I talked to his dad last week. His dad's coming to town for the game. Yeah. Um, and, and yes, Tyrese's dad, who listens to our podcast still, hit me up and was like, Tyrese won Eastern Conference Player of the Week. He's so happy. I That's love so John, cute. but uh, he's going to be in town. But like, it's going to be intense, and that trade 
is one that you we're going to be talking <sighs> about for years to come, right? And even though that game itself does not change anything that night, but that night it's going to feel like it does, right? Oh, yeah, because... You could have drafted Matherin and you could have still had Tyrese too. It's That's, that, it's yeah. that, but it's also because of the amount of years lost in this city. Yeah. And so to see that right in front of your eyes possibly be another legit piece that is just gone forever could be one of those depressing moments, even though t only time will tell. But in that present moment, yeah. it will still suck ass. But guess what? You got the Suns first. And but there's nothing that says you can't win both those games. There's no rule against winning there both isn't. those games. There isn't. And the Kings have been better, playing better at home. The Suns are going to be tough. But like I said, every game in the NBA... Name me a non-tough game in the NBA right now. Here's a great example of this. You know the Hawks that just beat the Kings the other night? Yeah. They lost to Houston. The Rockets. They lost to the Rockets tonight. The Rockets just got win number four of the season, wow. putting up 128 points on the Hawks. The Hawks are beatable, Morgan. DeJounte Murray, 39. Yeah. If I, here's the headline. <laughs> Think about this. If I would have said, hey, uh, Rockets, Hawks played tonight. Trey Young dropped 44 points and DeJounte Murray dropped 39 and both of them shot red hot. In fact, Murray, who has not shot anything from downtown this year, like 29%, he hit eight of 13 from three. Wow. Oh, and Trey Young, 14 of 16 from the line, 13 of 28 overall. You would have been like, oh God, that's awesome. They won by 50. Uh, well, no, that's, didn't happen. Jalen Green had 30. Garrison Matthews had 20 off the bench. Jabari Smith Jr. had 21 and 9. Oh, my God. And Martin had 21. And that's why in the NBA, you got to be locked in every single night. And that's why I'll sometimes, I'll give, I'll, I'll be lenient when it's a back-to-back -back or yeah. when, you know, we, we talk about three games and four nights. But when you lose because of, your effort or your sloppiness or you're just not locked in, that's when I'm going to be frustrated. Man. Crazy. That's the NBA for you. It sure is. That's the NBA for you. And it's exciting. And I it love, is. and I love, I love that about the NBA. And that's why I love so many national podcasts and so many national people are digging the beam and the Sacramento Kings and those vibes because they start to fade away because a winning streak goes away or whatever it may be, don't worry. Don't worry. It will come back. The redeem beam. The the, the way to, to get on a winning streak again. Dude, it is possible. Who was it in the chat that said redeem beam initially? we got to give you credit. So sorry. Also, uh, our guy uh, Daily Sabonis had a nickname for the King's Bench that I liked. What? Bup, 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 bup. Beam unit. Is that G unit? That was cool. No, I, I I get it. Uh, shout out to our guy Kenneth who uh, donated fifty bucks, saying uh, a four no win streak is coming. Thanks, Hell Kenneth. Yes. <laughs> Hell yes. Appreciate that. Uh, Derek in the chat was asking if we have ever talked about maybe the Kings because they need some room protection. Maybe they should play a two way player in the Mias Kata. Uh, we've, we've touched on it. Yeah, I think they're going to keep an eye on it. I would say that Kata has been a little up and down. Um, I think I think the one thing that Kata has to continue to work on with his game is one, staying out of foul trouble. Yes, rebounding better. Okay. Um, and playing with a little more edge, right? Like because 
he has skills. Like you see how he moves. There's time he, he has swagger out oh, there, his footwork, everything. He can hit a jumper uh-huh. now. He can block shots. He does foul a lot. So I, I'm sure they're going to keep an eye on it. And yeah, if he can kind of get into a good rhythm in Stockton, maybe that's someone you look at. The other guy, I think that don't be surprised if we're talking about him later this year playing in Sacramento is Keon Ellis. He can really? hit the three. Yeah, because I just really think the Kings are going to make some moves at some point. Mm-hmm. And who's going to go? I don't know who that is. Let's just play a world where, like, maybe you have to like give up some like Terrence Davis who you like, but you're like, hey, we got Keon Ellis and we need something else. Let's do this. I think Keon can come out and, and help you. It's a different than Terrence Davis because I think Keon gives you a little more consistency defensively, less erratic on that end. Yeah. But Terrence can get you buckets. TD mm-hmm. gets you, like, TD can drop. We saw him drop 30 plus in a game. Yeah. I think with Nimi, though, really quick, too, I think it's, uh, I would say the most encouraging thing about him is that you've seen the development and the growth each year, right? It's not exactly where you want it to be. You want it to take even a bigger leap in certain aspects of his game, but it still has grown so much that I am encouraged that there's something there. He can hit that outside three a little bit and he can handle the ball if he needs to on the offensive end to get crafty and do something and go to the rim and finish at the rim. But then there's other times when he makes these other mistakes, you're like, okay, that is just not going to fly. And the other stuff has to remain consistent if you want to make it into the NBA. Uh, in the chat, people are letting us know it was Delivery Joe that came up with oh, the Redeem Beam. Yeah, we need job. a little Redeem Beam coming up on uh, Monday night. That would be great, as Nick would say. Why, why not? not win? Um. Well, Morgan, any other thoughts as we wrap this up? This is a condensed one. Do you have more thoughts? My only other thoughts, being on NBC Sports California with you has been such a joy, and I hope it can continue sometime because... Um, I really obviously enjoy podcasting with you and I think we're going to be doing this forever, no matter what. Yeah. So when I got the opportunity to experience TV with you in that fashion, I was like, oh, this was just so fun. It was a lot of fun. And the one thing in my career that's been so funny is when I first became like a radio show host, I had never actually hosted a radio show like as a driver yeah and i got that chance and then when radio ended and good day sacramento i was like hey do you want to try tv and then i did tv my whole point to this i keep getting these opportunities to do these things i don't necessarily have experience with and i give a lot of credit to the people who like over at nbc who like trusted like you know what i know he's never done this before like i but like, let's give it a shot and let's see what it looks like. Yeah. And so, like, to get that chance and to, you know, I, I did a pretty good job. We have great chemistry. Would have been you more fun had they job. won. Yeah. Thank you. But it was it was so fun. It doesn't it doesn't feel like work. This doesn't feel like work. We're watching basketball, talking about it. And then on TV, the only difference is it's a little shorter, right? Yeah. Like, it's much shorter. It's like, all right, you're coming back. You've got 45 seconds to preview the next game. Uh, okay. Deuce can talk for hours. You know, my favorite thing today was me and you this morning, we were meeting to talk about like, Hey, let's break down something in the game. Yeah. We were like, let's talk about second half defense. And we were on NBA.com. We were looking at 
uh, late game, DeJounte Murray plays in the second half, and Trey Young plays. We were marking him down, and then we sent him over to NBC, and they put this awesome graphic Dude, together. It was so This cool. awesome video thing. And me and you, pregame, are breaking it. I felt like Kenny Smith up there. It like, was so fun breaking that oh. down. Because I wish we could do that more, even on our YouTube channel, and break down actual video and not get uh flagged yeah, for yeah, having yeah. Oh. certain content on our channel and maybe we can figure out ways and deals of how i don't know can. how that works how does i gotta i keep thinking about king's film room and we should ask skyler him. is amazing and does great content i'm like wait how do you monetize that content yeah if it's an it, nba like broadcast but no i that was fun we it i mean so that was fun. a lot of fun no so i yeah just all in all i know two losses but um I just really enjoyed watching the game with you two. That was a lot of fun. So thanks. King Louis says, question for you two. Would you rather be hosting or commentating the game? Look, I, I don't know. I like both. I, I, I feel like I could do both. So whatever chances I get, whatever. Like to me, here's how I, I'm like Casey Akpala. I'm like Casey Akpala. Yeah. Just call, call me. I'll come in and play. Same. You want me to well, play? I'll come oh, in and play. Same. Like we, I feel like we, we, in in that sounds weird, but I feel like we could be capable of doing so many different things because we just have fun doing it, right? Yeah. It's never like the nerves don't come over. It's like, okay, put me in coach and I'm going to try and execute and be the best at whatever I can be. I think one of the things I have most fun with is calling games because I just get to purely analyze yeah. and break down when like I'm hosting and stuff. It's there's so much multitasking where I'm throwing, 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 assist, 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 where sometimes I'm like, yo, I want to make some baskets too. Everyone asks, Hey, what? So what do you want to do? I be in I, this business. I just want to do it all. I want to do pot. Like I want to do podcasting. I want to do play by play. I'd love to be on pre or post game shows. I, yeah. I want to do it all. Like I don't want to limit myself. I just want to have fun talking sports like NBA. Hey, do some, yeah. You want to do some TV? Cool. You want to do radio if it's the right opportunity? Yeah. I think about it. Night chats. Yeah. I want to, I literally want to do everything. Yeah. And it's fun because that's what I it's just, when fun. I was a little kid, that's what I wanted to do. I know. And I'm doing and it. And that's what's so cool too, is yeah. that like no one gets to put you in a box anymore. Like this is what you have to do, or this is what you have to be good at. Because if you can show and prove that you can be good at all these different positions, people are going to use you for all these different positions. So yes, it's really cool to be like, nope, I just want to do it all in this business, especially when it comes to NBA and especially when it comes to the Sacramento Kings. I appreciate the kind of words. Though. Yeah, Thank no, it super. Fun. it's been super fun. You made it easy. Hey, thanks. Uh, shout out to everyone here. Before you go, make sure to hit the thumbs up button. Make sure to subscribe. We'll be back Monday night following King's Sons for an extended night chat. We'll have a lot of fun that night. We'll be live like after the game, like usual. Yes. Thanks so much for being patient for the later night chats after these games. We appreciate all the love, too, with what we did over at NBC Sports California the last couple of days. Uh, thank you so much. We love you guys so, so, so much. But we got to go. You're all badass for being here. Seriously, thank you so much for hanging out with us on a Friday night. See ya! Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo. Deuce and Mo, the podcast that you know. Deuce and Mo. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to eleven grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. 
Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.